This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likeable.com. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kirpin. Now, Carrie Kirpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I'm quite excited to be here with Jennifer Donovan. Jennifer Donovan is a seasoned digital PR and brand strategist with more than 18 years of communications, PR, social media, and marketing experience. She's got a proven track record for driving industry awareness, value, and momentum for her clients. Prior to founding Nova Communications in 2013, she was senior manager of social communications and senior global PR manager for Akamai Technologies. Before that, she worked at Horn Group, which was a digital communications agency, and she worked with a lot of technology clients. And she has served as the president of the Social Media Club of San Francisco, where she designed and managed educational programming events. So she's got a ton of experience that I think she can share with you guys today. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you, Carrie. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you on, and I I have a lot of respect for what you've done in the industry. So tell me a little bit about your story and how you got into your field, um, let alone before you started your own company, just how you got into the space overall of PR and social. Sure. Yeah, actually, I started uh, actually as a journalist. Um, I I went to journalism school at San Francisco State and um, started off uh, after school as a newspaper reporter working for a lot of smaller you know, community-based newspapers up and down the coast of California. Um, and I loved it. I loved doing something different every day and meeting people in the community. But I quickly realized that it was a very tough business to move up in and to, um, you know, make a really high-quality living in yep. the Bay Area. So yep. I took a step back and I thought, okay, what skills did I learn in journalism school that could translate into another industry that would still provide me as much excitement as, as uh, being a newspaper reporter did. And that's where I, I started to look into PR. So uh, I found a few agencies that I interviewed with here in San Francisco, and that's when I ended up at the Horn Group. So, uh, you know, again, I found that there was a lot of similarities in what I was doing each day. Um, meeting different people, there was a lot of need to be creative, there was, you know, a lot of juggling balls in the air, you know, when I had multiple clients and it was the same as when I had multiple stories to write. So really enjoyed working with the Horn Group for a little over six years, working with a lot of different tech companies um, in the Bay Area. And that was really fun. You know, there was a lot of innovation and and creativity going on with with the tech companies themselves. And then I ended up going internal at Alchemy and was there for um, almost nine years. Wow. (laughs) for the first seven years I was there, I was managing their PR for their digital media business unit. So everything online entertainment that that you can relate to. So online movies, music, sports, games, devices, streaming video, all of that. And the last two years I was there was, was sort of how I launched into social is I realized that there was a shift going on in the market and there was an opportunity for the company to get into that. And 
Awesome. I hadn't done a lot of social media and it was, you know, it's a little bit of a traditional Boston based um, company, a little bit conservative in their approach. So I, I realized that there was an opportunity and, and worked with the CMO to really carve out a brand new role for myself and for the company and launched their social media program on a global basis. So that's how I got to into the social media field. And that's, you know, sort of kind of kicked off my social media career, career. if you will. So having worked both on the agency side and the brand side, and obviously now you have your own agency, which is a little bit of a different experience, but for some of our younger listeners who are getting into the space, do you have any thoughts on where to start? Is it generally better to start on the agency side or the brand side? How would you use your experience to help guide some of them? You know, I'm not sure if there's a, a right or a wrong way to approach it. I do think that it's important to work on both sides if you can get the opportunity. Um, I think when you're on the agency side, um, you know, I think it really uh, allows you to be a better client when and if the time comes. I think that you, you know, you can approach the relationship a bit differently as you know um, that these people are, are outside support and they don't always answer to the same pressures that you do. And I think that you, you really learn that your level of commitment to the relationship is, is critical to an agency succeeding. So working on the client side, I think it really it gives you insight into how a client thinks and what's going on inside of an organization that might be fueling or prompting their needs. So I think, it, it, you know, it's, once you work on the client side and you go to the agency side, you can, you can start to put on your client hat and really think like the client and, and know where their asks are coming from or know the pressures that might be happening inside their organization. And, and I think you can do a little bit of a better job, you know, making, making your client look good in front, of, um, in front of their boss. And that's always helpful. I agree. I actually love when we hire people at the agency if they've had experience on the client side because it, it does give you real insight into what a client's looking for and where their pain points are for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So then you founded in 2013 Nova Communications. So tell me about the leap to start your own business and uh, you know how that experience has been for you. Yeah, absolutely. So just a, a side note, Nova is actually part of my last name if you look at the name Donovan. So um, that was ah, one of the reasons why I love it that. Love it. It's also it's also Latin for new, uh, um, and you know it was definitely a new venture for me. So it has you know it has a few different meanings, but um, I have to thank my boyfriend for helping me come up with that name. <laughs> love it. I um, love it. So. In terms of what made me take the leap, you know, again, like I mentioned, I was at Akamai for nine years, and, you know, it was time to move on. Uh, nine years is a long run, and yep. I wanted to leave on a high note. Um, the last two years there was fantastic. I, you know, as I said, I carved out a new role for myself, and um, it was a lot of work building building the social media practice from the ground up. You know, I had to build a lot of policies and structure. I had to train a lot of the business leaders on using social for business. And I was managing seven social media channels on a global basis as a team of one with no budget. Um, so needless to say, the experience taught me an incredible amount <laughs> and um, I think gave me, gave me the, you know, the oomph that I needed to, to launch Nova. I think you know, I was able to see that there was a lot, of, um, a lot of companies out there that weren't taking advantage of the you know, um, opportunities that, that leveraging social from a business perspective affords. So... I, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, go in and help educate companies and and really um, help them supercharge their um, efforts by tapping into into social. I think a lot of companies realize that they need to do social, but they're not really sure what that means or how it fits into their business model or even how it impacts business results. So, and then when you couple that with with fear and you know and, and people that aren't you know can't keep up on the the fast pace of of 
changes going on in social media, it really ends up stifling their engagement and they put social media on the back burner again. So, um, you know, I, I love going in and, and, and educating and, and training and, and really, you know, giving, giving my clients the tools that they need to, um, to be successful. And, and again, you know, uh, another thing that, that was, um, I think right was the, the market in, in terms of the economy here in the Bay area, um, was at the, it was at the right point for me to make the, make the switch. I think a lot of companies are engaging with, outside consultants for a variety of reasons, especially here in the Bay Area. So the timing was right as well. Oh, that's fabulous. And so as you did that, then you did it fair. It sounds like, if it is the case, fairly fearlessly, like you had made the kind of calculated sort of risk to do it and you just jumped and went. Well, yeah. I mean, there was, there was definitely a lot of fear. Yeah, of course, um, of I course. Think, as, you know, as with anything, when you when you move away from a you know secure, secure position, which I had, you know, been in for almost 20 years of my career. But, yeah. um, you know, I had a lot of friends that had, had done the same thing. Um, I have a lot of, you know, people in my life that have launched their own businesses. And so I had a really good support system for helping me to understand, you know, what that process was going to look like for the first six months of my business. And, and I think one of the most important things that I did um, in, the, in the very beginning was sort of take, take the fear that I had and I actually scheduled it into my calendar. So I said, okay, Ooh. here's the one hour on this, on this day that you can think about being afraid or think about all the things that make you nervous about this. And so instead of having it be an overlay across every day and every night, I said, okay, so schedule it in. And then it tur- actually turned into more of a positive thing where I could say, all right, I'm going to schedule this time and I'm going to think about all the things I can do to help alleviate that fear. So I, I quickly did that, and it, and it just it made all the difference. And I think there was just much more positive energy coming out of me, and and it just it turned into um, great results from a from a client standpoint. Jennifer, that is so awesome and such a great tip for our social ladies. And I'm gonna do it like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna put some time on my calendar to schedule some time for my fear. I absolutely love right. it, and I love how it turned. What I love about it is that if you actually say that, you say, "Okay, I'm gonna schedule time for fear, and I'm gonna use that time to be afraid." Automatically, I could see how you would turn that time into how to alleviate the feelings of fear. So it's it's really that's very special. You should you should. I hope you've written about that. Have you written about that ever? I know you blog a lot. I've not, but you should. I've not, but that's that's a good idea. You yeah. you must you must. So I know that you do write <laughs> a lot about social media and PR, and you've written for Media Bistro and the Huffington Post. Where do you get your ideas for topics from, and has that helped you um, as the kind of position you as a thought leader in the agency world? I'm really thankful for the opportunities I've had for for writing over the past few months. It, it gets me back to those journalism roots. Um, you know, I think really the way I view it, um, I come at it from an education standpoint. Again, you know, I think that there's a lot of fear and, and social media can be a big unknown for people and it can feel a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. So I, tr- I try and think about writing pieces that help people approach it with ease. And, you know, I want to make people feel like social media is understandable and powerful and that they can, that they can leverage, um, you know, social for, for impact on their business. You know, it's a, it's a it's an art and a science, but I think with the right amount of information, it can it can really be beneficial for people. So I like to I like to try and um, share what I've learned, you know, because most of what I've learned has been pretty pretty much self taught. So um, by educating people, uh, you know, I'm hoping that they're they're going to be able to tap into social and and see business ROI quicker. 
I love that. And so what what are some of the social tips uh, that you share that you would want to share with our audience today? What's something you could teach them? Oh, gosh, let me think about that. I think one of the, you know, one of the most important things I think is listening. Yep. And, you know, I think a lot of us, we associate, associate listening with a physical, you know, encounter. You know, you're sitting across from somebody at lunch and you're listening to them. But social media allows you to listen sort of behind the scenes. And so I think by, you know, especially for people just getting into it, I think listening and, and seeing what, what topics are of interest, what your competitors are are talking about and what's resonating with, with their customers, um, you know, what can you, what can you listen for and learn about how people are structuring their content, what, you know, how to write differently for, say, Twitter versus LinkedIn. Um, so I think listening allows you to not only learn a lot, but it also allows you to not always have to create new content to, um, to start a conversation. It allows you to listen and join a conversation that's already underway. And that offers an opportunity for you to position you or your company as an expert or a thought leader or to engage in a new relationship or to build on a relationship. Say if you're uh, in the PR world and you're trying to build a relationship with a, with a reporter, you can kind of take a step back and listen and, and watch their, say, Twitter feed and see what's going on in their business life, what's going on in their personal life. And maybe there's a common interest that you have, or maybe you both grew up in Ohio. And so you can, you can start an, uh, an engagement on a more authentic level by taking the time to, to, to listen a little bit more and, and gain some knowledge. I love that. And I, I love, you know, many, many businesses start with what do I say, but so much more you can really be achieved by just listening first before you even think about what you should be saying. Yeah, absolutely. So you are the president of the Social Media Club of San Francisco, or you were, correct? I was, yeah. I was involved with the organization for about two years. It's a, it's a great organization that was started here in San Francisco, actually, and now there's hundreds of chapters worldwide. Um, I worked with them for about two years on developing panel discussion events. Um, they were really intended to bring together people in the PR, communications, marketing, and tech communities for education purposes and for networking. Um, but you know, unfortunately, as my business grew, I had to I had to put that volunteering on hold and you really focus on my clients. <laughs> I get it. And so, when you <laughs> do, you, how important do you think networking is uh, to the growth of a business? Uh, very. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's essential, critical. right? Um, yeah, you know, and I, and I think that's one of the great great things about social media is you can network on a global basis without leaving leaving your desk. I think it, it makes the um, it makes the world feel a little bit smaller, and um, you know, most of my clients have not been local, and that's because of the the different social media channels allow me to connect with people and opportunities across the globe and build relationships with people I may have never met or may never meet. But um, yeah, I, you know, I think I think networking in in whatever fashion you can do it is is critical to awesome. to a, a business, especially as a independent business where you don't have a lot of the budget and and you know ability to advertise or create your own events. Awesome. And in terms of 
social media as an industry, right? And we've got a lot, a lot of social media consultants and, um, you know, a lot of people and also not just social media consultants, but people, you know, every type of agency now incorporates social media into their, you know, service offerings. So whether it's an ad agency or a PR agency, et cetera, and it's a very, very competitive landscape. How do you navigate and do you have any advice for navigating through a competitive landscape like that? Mm. Well, you know, I, I guess I would put it into three buckets. Um, I think you have to be clear on the product that you're bringing to market. You know, I mean, I think anybody can can just add a social media button onto their product offerings or their service offerings. But I think you, you just need to be clear. What does that mean for your potential customers? What is what is the value that you're bringing? Um, and I think, you know, to clearly articulate that value. So, what, you know, not only what you're doing, what, what, not only being clear on the product that you're bringing to market, but what's what's the result? What are companies going to get from that? Um, and I, I'd say third, you know, one of the things I've really learned is you need to take a step back and gauge whether you can be successful with every um, lead that come, comes your way. You, you know, you can't take on every opportunity. I think you have to look at each engagement as, as a real partnership. And yeah. I think, you know, looking at that and, and, and saying, you know, do, not only do I have the time, but do I have the resources? Do I have the background? Do I have the passion to, to engage on that? So I think that's really the most important for me is because if I'm not excited about who the company is or what they're doing, or if I don't have enough bandwidth, then, you know, no, I'm not going to be successful. So it's, it's you know, it's something to, to think about. Don't right. take on every job. So those, those would be my three. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what you just said really resonated in terms of, you know, it's not just if you're right for them, it's if they're right for you, too. And I think that that's mm-hmm. key in an agency setting is, is really, especially as you're a small agency and you have, you know, only a certain amount of bandwidth that you can do. Now, tell me a little bit, Jennifer, about your own social media usage and how that has played into your entrepreneurial path. Like, how much are you using social media personally? And because you work in the space, does it make you want to use it more or less? Are you done at the end of the day? Or do you really, like, enjoy (laughs) using it? I'm not done at the end of the day, no. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, love it. You know, I I think um, I think I use it in a lot of the same ways that, that I that I you know counsel clients on using it. Really listening um, and, and seeing what's happening out there. I you know it allows me to to learn and and um, you know see what what other what, what other independent social media you know consultants are doing. And um, I think it also gives me a great opportunity to engage with whether that's for you know the stuff that I'm doing for my clients or for my business itself. But I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is that it, it gives me the chance to interact with other professionals out there, you know, learn from them, engage with them, network, network for them, network with them. But I think the other thing that's, that's been kind of fun is I, I do um, a lot of trainings and workshops, um, uh, social media workshops for brands and for agencies. And so from that standpoint, it's almost like social media has helped me as an entrepreneur because educating people on it brings me business opportunities. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Yep. Yeah, but again, I think it, you know, it overall it makes it makes the working from home and working for, with yourself uh, a little bit more approachable and and brings you the ability to 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 learn, to listen, to engage and to network. Absolutely. And so what would you say has been the biggest challenge in your career? I would say leaving the security yep. <laughs> of a of a job that provided a steady income. Yep. Um you know, that's that's if I look at my career overall, I would say um, 
I would say that uh, that would be the biggest challenge, you know. But in terms of, you know, since I launched Nova, obviously there's been little challenges here and there along the way. But I think right now, for me, it's, it's not really a challenge, but more, uh, you know, an opportunity uh, to, I'm looking to really diversify my client portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first launched Nova, I wanted to, of course, honor the, the tech background that I had, but also start to work with companies that I'm more personally passionate about in, say, the food and wine and travel industry. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I've been trying to, you know, connect with people in those industries. And, and one, one thing that I'm actually doing is I'm studying right now. I'm taking an 11-week course to um, get my certification as a certified specialist of wine. So that's a great way for me to learn more about the wine industry. And I'm hoping that through that course and through that certification, it'll maybe manifest itself into some great connections and hopefully some clients. I would love for you to share, because you really took this leap to start your own business and it's worked out so well for you. When you're looking at young women who are perhaps in their careers and, you know, midway, a few years in, got some experience and are thinking about going off on their own, what advice would you give to those women? Ooh, great question. Um, Let's see. I... I think first and foremost, you have to know that you are your brand and, and, and really figure out and decide, decide what that means for you as a person and for you as, as your company and, and really stick to it. Um, I think secondly, I, you know, everybody wants to position themselves as an expert or a thought leader, but, you know, be be an expert in what you do and own that and really ensure that it comes across in your work. Um, you know, don't just call yourself an expert and not deliver the results. Right. <laughs> and I think last, I would say that finding a balance is, is critical. Um, I think, you know, launching your own business can be overwhelming and all-encompassing if you let it be, but my motto has really been work smarter, not harder. And And I think that Sometimes that's tough for people to understand that work for companies where 60-plus-hour work weeks are really valued. But for me, you know, I know what needs to get done for my clients and when, so I schedule my work weeks around those deadlines. And it allows me to get out of the house, take some, take some time for physical and mental health breaks. And, you know, luckily I live in a gorgeous city where I can walk out my door and take a three-mile walk along the water with the Golden Gate Bridge as my backdrop. Amazing. Um, but I think, you know, just finding that balance because – you could sit at your desk all, you don't have a commute if you work from home. And so you, you know, you could be sitting at your desk for 15 hours a day and you know, it's just, it's a little bit overwhelming. So I think finding balance is really, really important, especially when you're first starting out. I loved hearing all of your tips and I'd love to know where people can learn more. So where should they go if they want to follow you, Jennifer? So on Twitter, my Twitter handle, my personal one is Jen Donovan SF as in San Francisco. Awesome. And my business one is at Novacom. So N-O-V-A-C-O-M-M-S. And we're looking forward to learning from you, and I will certainly be following you, and I'm so grateful to have you as a guest. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, Sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likable.com. This podcast was brought to you by Likable Media. At Likable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likable.com for more information today.